Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. Haley, happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, Dan. You're listening to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. And, yeah, we got a lot of stuff we want to cover, but right off the bat, I don't know if this is a good idea or a bad idea, so I want to bounce it off you. And it's early morning, I apologize, but it's the time slot I've got. Public bathrooms. Not a big fan. Would it be okay? I just want to know, would it be okay? I've pictured this scenario that what if... I would go places with a little backpack because I've got my computer in a backpack. Sure. What if I had a bathroom being cleaned, you know, closed for cleaning sign? Like one of those old bifold. Yeah, those little flip out signs. And every time I needed a public bathroom, I could throw that outside the door. Is that? I think it's pretty good. I think it's genius. Is that unethical in any manner? Well, perhaps you're lying to people. I guess. But (laughs) besides the lying, I just thought my kid brought that up. Uh, with the public bathrooms at school, you know, at college. And he said, I wonder if I could pull that off because he found one this in is the Andrew's bathroom. Andrew's idea? Yeah. He saw one in the bathroom there and he thought, boy, this could be my bathroom from here on out. <laughs> I know where they keep that sign. He'll just throw that out in front. That's And hilarious. then it's just, you got the run of the joint. I love it. I think that's I, a great idea. There could idea. be a great market for that, honestly. Maybe you should start. I don't know. Business, if the radio man. doesn't pan out for me or marketing at Repcolite. <laughs> Which is hard to imagine that not panning out for me. But All of a sudden, you see every public bathroom in the city with a sign outside <laughs> yeah. the door. If that happens, it starts not working at I that point. I apologize to everybody out there, but I think that's a good idea. I'm going to stew on that one for a while and get back to you. <laughs> anyway, today on the show, we've got all kinds of stuff. We're going to give away more money, two $100 gift certificates, and we're going to give you more opportunities to get entered into that this right. week. Right. So Every single great. segment, you'll have an opportunity to enter that. Yeah. So we're going to talk about decluttering toys. We're going to talk about our predictions for color of the year. Yes. We're going to give you a fall list of projects, list two, to keep you on schedule and get ready for fall. But in this opening segment, this is this is going to be a very quick one. Yes. And I've already wasted some uh, time on ridiculous it, yes. stuff. But we've got a question from a listener that I think is really good. But it also can be answered in a very short manner and probably affect a fair amount of people out there. Here's what the listener wondered. uh, And the listener is my mother. (laughs) So full disclosure here. Mom wants to paint the inside of her garage this fall, and she wants to know if she needs an exterior paint to do so. Well, it's actually a really common question. Yeah, I get that all the time. That's what common means. (laughs) (laughs) Go for it, Haley. Thank you, Dan. (laughs) You don't have to use exterior paint. It's a misconception, I think, because it's so open to the elements we think that it would need that. But really, you don't ever want to use an exterior product indoors. Right. In an enclosed area like that, even a garage, you could open the door. And it's not just a you don't need to use the exterior paint. Right. It actually does you a disservice. Yeah. You don't want to do that because exterior paint often has a mildew side in it. It's got other additives that can be harmful if they're used indoors. Right. And then there's the fact that it's not ever going to get hard enough to really be durable for an interior space. Exterior paint is made to be flexible, and that's part of its durability so that it can expand and contract as things get warmer or colder. You don't want that inside. So there you go, Mom. You got your answer, and I did it on work time. All right. We're going to take a break, but before we go to that, I wanted to give everybody an opportunity to get your first email in so you can be part of the drawing for our big giveaway to $100 gift certificates. All you need to do is email radio at repcolite.com and tell us, did you know the answer to that question already? Did you know you could use interior paint in the garage? Email your answer to radio at repcolite.com. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to help you declutter your toy room. That's next. Stick around.
Haley, I am so glad that you have kids now, or a child, a child right now. (laughs) I have five kids, and just I've got so much experience and knowledge that I am so excited to pass on to you. No, not really that. I love it that you you bring up some of the same problems yes. that I've struggled with. Yeah. You're listening to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. And right now, I, I'm excited to talk about decluttering toys. Toys have been the bane of my existence. Absolutely. To some extent, you know. Well, with but, five kids, I can imagine it would be. Well, because you came in and started talking about a situation as a Somebody in your neighborhood. Yeah, I've got a neighbor across the street. She's got a one and a half year old and she's pregnant now again. And she's already feeling overwhelmed with the amount of toys. Yeah. She said that her parents used to run a daycare. So now every time her parents come over to watch Samuel, they will bring a toy that they've got from, you know, when they used to run this daycare. Do you think they listen to the show? (laughs) Because I think we found a way to shut that down. (laughs) But yeah, but this might be a way to help her. Yeah, the toys they should pile check up. out this podcast. It's insane. Yeah, they pile up. She said, "You know, I'm gonna be only working a couple days a week now, and I can't wait to start house projects." And the very first thing that she talked about as a house project was getting rid of toys. That was her big project for the home because it's made her upstairs just unlivable at this point. It, it can really. It sounds ridiculous, but it, it really doesn't to anybody out there who's got kids, grandkids. It just grows so yeah. fast, so out of control. You've had Wallace for since May. Yes. How's He's the toy situation at months. your home? Uh, I keep it pretty limited. I don't. I mean, we got some hand-me-down toys, and obviously from the baby shower, but I haven't bought any toys since he's been born. All right, so uh, he's being held back. <laughs> I just am trying to limit the amount because he has fun that enough. He can have oh, he's he got has enough. enough, and I'm not. I'm really trying to resist the urge of like, oh, that looks cute or that looks fun. And I'll just add it to the collection because I really I'm trying not mm-hmm. to have the situation well, where nice. I can't I, enter I, a bedroom. I think that's you, you mean well and good luck. The thing is, you're heading into Christmas. Yeah. Birthdays. Are it's easier up. to do now when he's a baby. too. <laughs> what kind of. But when you don't have other people buying. Yeah. Then you're okay, but wait till Christmas hits. Oh yeah. No, we would come home with just baskets of toys, and I don't even know where to go with all of this stuff. It gets crazy and it gets crazy fast. So it's overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. We wanted to talk about that and basically talk about some ways around that, out of you know digging out from the toy clutter and things like mm-hmm. that. We found a great article from Al Penner. She blogs on a, bl- a website called Modern Minimalism. I'm going to put links in the show notes. There's a lot of great stuff on this blog. Yeah. And we're kind of borrowing some of that stuff and wanted to tell you, definitely go check out the full article because she's got a lot of great information. And she starts this particular uh, article, you know, focused on decluttering toys with some benefits, you know, some reasons, proven benefits, why simplifying your toys is good. And some of these just quickly, you know, they make a lot of sense. Your kids are going to feel less stressed. Right. Yeah. Because clutter, any kind of clutter, whether it's toy clutter or anything, is going to add stress to your life, you know, it ups the cortisol levels, and that's not good for anyone. Well, there's just always something to do. I've got a bunch of stuff on my desk. It's hard to stay focused on any one task. Right, exactly. Decluttering helps with that. It makes a lot of sense. I love this one because it's so true, and it so speaks to 
my own needs and concerns. <laughs> if I can declutter and minimize the toys that the kids have, mm-hmm. I'll spend less time picking up every day. <laughs> right? Yes. That's perfectly, perfectly valid and very practical. Well, and it fosters creative and independent play, too, because they're able to focus on just one toy. They're not overwhelmed with the amount of options that they have. They'll spend more time with each toy and... Yeah, well, I think you're more satisfied. Another thing that she's got on here is kids value and care for their toys more when there's fewer of them. Yeah. You know, they're very precious and dear at that point. Yes, exactly. These are the kinds of toys that they will fight over and they will bleed (laughs) for. So if you don't have enough of that in your home, enough fighting over toys, try removing a few. (laughs) That will definitely up the game. And it might, you know, if you don't have television or something and you're looking for entertainment at night, you can't get animals and have them fight. Toy duel. That's wrong. Hmm. But you you know, could have your children fight over toys. So minimize the toys. That might help. All of that sounds good. And, well, not all of that. Part of that was obviously ridiculous. So I don't want to be reported for that. But a lot of that makes sense and sounds good. Let's talk about how you do it because that gets a little trickier. And then at the end, we've got some, some tips from uh, this blog about how to keep your home uncluttered. Yes, exactly. And that's important. That's hard, too. So let's start with some ways to declutter. And step one is really simple, but it makes a ton of sense. Watch and reflect. Yeah, just watch your kids play for a week and make notes as to which toys are played with the most and for the longest periods of time because you don't just want to get rid of a bunch of toys and then have toys that they'll only play with for a couple minutes at a time. You want these toys to be something that they'll really spend time with and that fosters that independent and creative play. Right. This sounds ridiculous, but it really does make a lot of sense because it will help you. A lot of the times there's a lot of toys that have a lot of value, Mm -hmm. you know, and we feel like, boy, I'd hate to get rid of this. But pay attention to what the kids grab, what, what they play with, what they spend time with, which ones are super important, which ones are ignored. Make notes. Just spend some time taking that information in. And which one are outgrown, too. Exactly. Good intel will help you move ahead. Yeah. All right. Step two is going to be sorting the toys. Oh, boy, is it getting (laughs) fun now. You know, you get to watch at first, but now you're really moving into the, the down and dirty stuff. And really what what she's recommending on this particular blog is to declutter by category. Yeah, I like this. It kind of helps it um, feel less overwhelming when you do have a bunch of toys that you're just staring at piles of. But it also makes it, it puts it in perspective. Well, yeah. Because what she's saying is get everything in one place. And that makes it easier to pick out which are which are their favorites and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, she talks about like if you have twelve stuffed animals throughout the entire house, it that might not seem so bad. But when you've got twelve stuffed animals all in a pile in the living room, now it feels ridiculous. Right, because that's the other benefit. You see the excess. Yeah. And we definitely had that. Stuffed animals everywhere. When we put them all in one place. Yeah. I remember doing that. And yeah. I brought all the children in. And I said, look at this. <laughs> there are forty seven stuffed animals. Oh my god. Three of them get played with. And you know what works really well? You tell them that 44 spend every day crying because they oh, don't have any no. to play with them. That's so I, sad. Right. So then they went on some kind of schedule and took took turns playing with each one of these. And we couldn't get rid of any of them because <laughs> then they'd be sad. So you got to be careful with the mind games you play. But anyway, get them all by category yeah. and sort them together that way. Get them all in one space so you can see what you've got. And the categories she's recommending are things like baby toys. Get those all together. Dolls, stuffed animals, get those together. Building, the building toys, toys, like Legos or blocks or something, figurines, games. Right. All of that stuff. Get it together so you see what you've got. That's the second step. The third one is now literally to declutter. Right. And what she's recommending, and I think makes ton of sense, is to declutter one category at a time. Yeah. And gather your supplies, you know, 
Get yeah. some garbage bags, get some boxes, couple, you know, rags so that you can clean the toys as you're doing this if they're going to be donated. Tears of the children. Sure. Right? <laughs> All of those things. You'll need rags for that as well. Probably a little vacuum to clean out the little empty bins. Oh there's gosh. always crumbs and crackers uh-huh. in there. But anyway, get these bags together and designate separate areas for trash, toys to be recycled or donated, things that you're going to sell, sell, things you're going to keep. Yeah. And basically, as you're going through this this decluttering business, you're going back to those questions and those notes that you made when you were observing and right. finding the toys that are needed, mm-hmm. the toys that they absolutely love and have to have. And which ones aren't being used. Yeah. And make sure you set the boundaries. This is another really good way to do this. Yeah. And you could do that by limiting yourself to X number of stuffed animals. Right. So say. if you have 47, how yep. many do you get to you keep? You get to have three. <laughs> Pick your three favorites and we're going to keep them or 12 or whatever and right. stick to that number. Exactly. Or maybe you limit um, the space that the, the, the yeah. can go no, into. Yeah, that's a good way to do it you too. Know, maybe a storage bin for Legos or something like that. And that's what we get in there. And everything beyond that, we're going to donate right. or, or get rid of. Exactly. So anyway, it's basic decluttering kind of stuff. Nothing terribly new there, but really it will help. But let's say you get all that done. And you breathe that big sigh of relief because now I can walk through the room without stepping on yeah. Legos. And you can breathe a little, breathe you know, little you just bit. don't feel stressed. How do I keep it that way? And yeah, I got think a number that's of the trick here. Yeah. <laughs> the first one is to identify the source of your toy clutter. Right. Because does it come from you and your spouse? Are you guys constantly buying or is it because they're given to you as gifts? You Maybe know? you're getting Grandma boxes Grandpa. of hand-me-downs, mm-hmm. you know, hand-me-down toys from other people. Just figure out where you're getting you know, where's the problem coming from? That's what yes. you're trying to identify here. And then change the way you buy and receive. You know, resist those impulse purchases. Uh, I did a fair amount of that. You just, the kid's a little fussy at the store. You buy sure. him something little and stupid, and it'll shut him up for a while. But I also feel like people like you and me, we were excited to have kids because it means that we get to buy toys and play with them again. <laughs> well, yes, there was, that. there was the extra cleaning help that I was banking on as well. But sure. yes, the fact but, yeah. that you get into toys. You w- walk through the toy aisle and you feel like, I want to play with that. Let's get it for the kid. Thanks, Haley. I was trying to make it sound like I was an adult in this mm. situation. But mm-hmm. yes, really, that was it. Guys, did you see? Do we even have this G.I. Joe? Is this one that we've got? Dad, we don't need another one. I think we need another one. You know? Yeah, you could be the problem. Identify where the problem is and change that. Yes. Right? Learn how to decline boxes of hand-me-down toys from people. They mean well. Right. But maybe you can... But you don't need to be drowning in toys either. Right. I'm socially awkward, so I'm not going to give any advice about how to politely decline gifts from other people. Well, you could always take the hand-me-down and then immediately donate them. <laughs> right. You could just dump it straight in the garbage or <laughs> something like that. You figure out a way that works that's polite, but find a way to not take those things into your home. That's what I would do. Not yeah. even let them cross the boundaries into my home. Yeah. Right? I love this one. Embrace experience gifts. Yes. And encourage people to buy experience gifts because grandparents, they're always wondering, what what is the toy list? What what is the Christmas list? What is the birthday list? What should I get? Well, and they're looking at like the trending toys too, which ultimately have probably less value than these toys that foster independent play anyways. Come up with some ideas, either for the good toys, like Haley's talking about, yeah. or some experiences that you could recommend. Yeah, and memberships lady, to places. Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of things you could do. She recommends, do you even remember some of them? No, I completely don't. The only one I remember is the library card. And that one... <laughs> That one I wasn't real big on. No, I do remember because she had like a rock climbing wall. Get them 
a pass so that they could go to an indoor rock climbing or trampoline park or something like right. that. Or you could go to a water park. Or and a then museum she said, or like right, a kid's museum. Yeah. All of that fun stuff. Or a library card. I just <laughs> crossed that one right off. It's five bucks. If you right? don't have one, I think you could probably get one. I don't want one for yeah. Christmas. Yeah. I want to go rock climbing. I don't want to have a library card. Right? <laughs> but there's still... She had 40 ideas, I think, 50 ideas, 49 of them were gold. Yeah. One was a library card. But encourage those kind of experience gifts. Well, it's, it's lately, I've been seeing, too, these like toy subscription boxes that you could get as well. There's one specifically, Tiny Earth, and that one's actually used toys. So you're getting used toys, which you know helps everyone, helps reduce the amount of waste, but... Then you send them back each month. So, like, you get a box of toys. Let's say you get five new toys. And then... And they're age-specific. Yeah, age-specific. They're all kind of wooden toys, more open-ended. You know, they're trying to foster that independent play. But then at the end of the 60 days, you send those toys back and you get a new box. Do I have to wipe the goobers and stuff off? Because I've watched kids play with toys. They go in places that they shouldn't. They say that they have a rigorous cleaning that they do before they send you toys. So I don't have to clean them off when I send them back. No, you don't have to. I guess if I do it, I mean, you could. Yes. (laughs) Maybe smear jelly on it before (laughs) you send them back. Make sure they've got a job to do. (laughs) And throw it straight in the box. I'll actually wipe it off before I put it straight in the box. That would be nice. But you just you play with the toys. Oh, your kids play with the toys <laughs> and then you send them back and yeah you clean them up and they send those to new kids and mm-hmm. you get another well, and you set. get to shop for which ones you want to be sent right so you get to go through their big catalog of toys decide which ones you want you know every 60 days but then you've got rotating toys so you're keeping things a little fresh and you don't have a ton of toys piling it's up. very interesting we'll put links in the show notes i'd never heard anything like that you brought it up Haley, and i thought it's worth talking about yeah Put links in the show notes. Check that out if that's interesting. Toys. They really can overwhelm a space. They can take over a home. Yeah. It's probably good, especially as we're looking at the holidays coming up. Exactly. To try to minimize this stuff. So as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, we're giving away gift certificates. Two $100 gift certificates to Repcolite. We'll be drawing winners on Monday from all of the people who email us. Right. So you can get entered throughout the show this week. Right. You've had all kinds of opportunities. You've had one set already. I'm going to ask a question right now. I want to know what's the toy situation in your home right now. Yeah, tell you, us about that. Do you need a decluttering or are you good to go? Email your answer to radio at repcolite.com. And like I said, we'll compile all of the responses that we get and draw two winners randomly from that and announce them on Monday. All right, we're going to take a break right now. The West Side listeners, you're going to get news and weather at the bottom of the hour. East Side listeners, you're going to get a Repcolite Rewind. When we all get back together... We're going to be nagging a little bit. We've got another big to-do list that we're going to work through for fall stuff. It's going to be fun, Very helpful. Really helpful. A very positive version of nagging. That's coming up next. Stick around. And we're back. You're listening to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. And Haley, it's time to go through our great big list of fall to-dos. Well, right. Yeah. Well, part of the list. Part of the list. Yeah. We've got lists upon lists here. Yeah. Last <laughs> week we went through all the different fall things that people should do. Home improvement shows, radio shows, blogs, home improvement blogs. All of them love the season changes because it's just so oh, much yeah. content, so yeah. much stuff to talk about. And we made our lists, you know, so that we could get on the bandwagon with everybody else. And my list, 
Dan's list was reasonable. Yes, it was very succinct. Yeah, but but not very complete. Haley made her own list, which was ridiculous. (laughs) Over the top, and yet really... When we looked at it, I didn't know what I'd cut off of that as Yeah, all things that need to be done, just when you look at it all together, it's extremely overwhelming. And it did. It overwhelmed us. I was looking at it not just from the point of view of talking about it on the radio and bringing it Right, to but listeners. things that we have to do ourselves. And I was weeping. It was terrible to think yeah, about it. Yeah, I just gave tops. up when I looked at it. Yeah. I just decided I'm not doing anything. <laughs> so we decided to break that massive list. Right into four or five smaller lists that we're going to give out each week. We can talk about them, have fun with them, but most importantly, we're basically throwing out there for you, for us, an an attainable list. Right. We can all manage this together. Right. If you've accomplished these things by next week, Saturday, we'll give you another list. And by mid-October, something like that, your home's going to be ready for fall. Yep. So that's the plan. Last week, we did our first list. If you missed it, you still have time to... Get up to speed with everybody else. Just go to RepcoLight.com, click the On the Radio tab right on the homepage, and you can find last week's show with that list. Right now, let's get to the list that we've got. And I guess I do have to first take a pause because last week we talked about furnace tune-ups, and we were going to check in with service professor. we teased that. Yeah, and get some answers. Because of things outside of everybody's control, we were unable to make that interview happen this week. It's going to happen either next week or the following. They will be on the show. If you're and, still looking for that information, just oh, tune back in. Yeah, we'll definitely get to that. But right now we couldn't, so we had to make an adjustment. And we're going to talk about, really, it's a terribly fun beginning to this list. <laughs> but the recommendation is that you start, you know, this week. By next week, Saturday, you want to have your garage and or shed cleaned out and organized. Right. Wah, wah, wah. That's a big project. I mean, that's a really big one to throw out there first. Too. I know, but that's the first one on the list. <laughs> that's just the first one. Hey, There's more. <laughs> right, right. And I know that it might not be bad. No. I mean, some people live with organization all year round, and this that's is just going to be a snap for them. That is true. Some for of us, others. <laughs> yeah, we can't even open the garage door without an avalanche of stuff falling out. Good luck to those folks. Yes. But uh, you had some ideas to maybe help this this process along. I do. I've seen some tips that I thought were fairly helpful, some unique ones, you know, because there's a lot of like, you know, put like things together and we all kind of. Well, we just did that with all under- the toys. Understand, right? yeah, the organization <laughs> process at this point, but some things to get you started. One, walk in with a goal in mind. So if your goal for that super packed garage is just to be able to park a car in there, that's your goal, right? Mm-hmm. You have a starting point. You know what you're aiming for. You're not just going in there overwhelmed and aimless and creating a bigger mess, ultimately. So set a goal. Yes. That makes sense. Take a before picture. I really like this one because then after you're all done with this and you've got a nicely organized garage, hopefully you can see a lot of progress and feel hopefully. really good about yourself. Yeah, it's going to really stink if that before <laughs> picture isn't that different from just don't even the after. Then take just, an after picture at that point. Yeah, you, you know? should know. <laughs> If you had some sort of success and don't grind it in your own face if you don't think you did. But if you did a great job, take an after picture because that is something to kind of help you stay on track in the future. And you know what it can be. You know, when you've got that picture to come back to, you've got a benchmark at that point. Well, right. And you can put it on social media and make other people feel bad about themselves. Well, there you go. Right? (laughs) And there's nothing better about feeling better about yourself by stepping on top of other people. The last one I'll put out there really quick, and it's maybe obvious, but 
start in a specific area. Don't just tear everything out of the garage right away because you're just going to make a really big mess and that can be overwhelming. So start in a specific area, like just do the lawn tool area if you have one or just work on a specific toolbox. Okay, that's just how you would do it. work on the bikes. Okay, now that does not work for me. No. Nope, I've got to destroy before <laughs> I can rebuild. No, it's the big mantra at the house. First, children, we have to make a bigger mess yes. before we can get this one cleaned up. I have to get it all out, and i got to just yeah, see what I've fair. got and then establish that. Now, really, what we should have said right at the very beginning is the whole reason you're doing this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not just a random job that we're assigning for fall. I've got to do this in my home because I've got to get the summer stuff and to get that back. stuff to the back of the mm-hmm. garage. I've got to get the winter stuff that's buried right now. Right. Up to the front. And I've got to be able to see what I've got. I've got to have it be accessible and all of that. That's the reason we're recommending this shed slash garage cleaning. Well, and it helps you take stock of what you have, like you pointed out. Well, that's you know. the next step. That's the next checkpoint on this list is to right. take, take stock back. of what you've got. So if you have you know, a shovel that you still need to replace from last year, now is the time to do that before snow starts, before the lines start. Well, right, because... I'm sure other people have seen this. This is one of my favorite things from social media that I've ever seen in all of my life. I think there was an assignment. You know, this was just some somebody in the U.S. Yes. Their kid was given an assignment. And if you've all seen this picture, I apologize. It's worth it, though. They were given the assignment that the, the little kid in school had to draw mm-hmm. a picture of what his mom or their dad does for a living, yeah. right? So the kid brings a picture and the teacher calls the mom yeah. and says, we have to have a meeting. This picture is... is Problematic. So, yes, the the mom is confused. She comes in to sit with the principal and the teacher, and they show the picture that the child drew. And it's basically, imagine a little square. Yeah, like a rectangle. And then a a stick or a pole rising from that square. And Mm -hmm. then apparently standing on top of the square is a stick figure. That's the mom who's holding on to that. Because perspective is lost here. Right, holding on to that pole. So there's a stick figure on a box with a pole, and she's holding on to that. There's a bunch of people gathering around that box, all waving dollar bills in the air. (laughs) And the teacher said, what do you do for a living, may I ask? And the mom said, first she was surprised. Yeah. Then she analyzed the picture and figured it out and laughed, and she said, I sell shovels at a big box store. She had been, she had just told the story that a big storm had come through. She had the last shovel. That was what the picture was. And everyone was bidding on it. Called the last shovel out of storage and everybody is there throwing money at her <laughs> trying to get that last shovel. The moral is, yeah. make sure your kids know what you do for a living and know how to draw that well. The second moral is that once we get snow... It's All over. of these things fly off the shelves. Yeah. Make sure you've got yours figured out right now, way before there's any snow. You can order them if you've got to. You can get down to the store and get them. So get that stuff figured out. That's why it's really nice to get that garage cleaned out. Also, you can make sure your leaf blower is ready and, and right, working. and working. <laughs> because the leaves are coming. They are. I'm not looking forward to that. I've got a lot of leaves. I do need to, ma- need to make sure that leaf blower is working right now. So get that going right now. And this one is my favorite one on this whole wi- whole list is your snowblower working? And I know it's early. But th- but again, th- you know, it's still warm out. It's That's the thing. I did this last year. The previous year, I did not check my snowblower. And it limped all through the year. There sure. was something wrong with it. But it was too cold. I didn't want to mess with it. No. And I kept getting snow. I just didn't want to take it out of commission for yeah. a while. And I just made it work all year long. Last year, I got on it in October-ish. 
I knew what the problem was, got all the parts ordered, got it fixed, ready to go, and it was a wonderful winter last year. I was so excited when I had snow to snowblow. That's how perfect it was. So check yours out right now. You don't want to fill it up with gas and then leave it sitting. So put enough gas no. yeah. to get it started and then run it empty again. But make sure it starts. Make sure you do your oil change if you've got to do all of that, if you didn't do it at the end of season last year. If you do have to repair it, You've got time time. to figure out the parts. Get Get it in for service if you need to. Exactly. Not everybody wants to do the repairs. Not every repair can just be done by every, every person out there. So you've got time right now. If we wait... All of these shops fill up. That was my problem. Yeah, exactly. The first time is just there was nobody to even work on it. Yeah, so now you've got to try to figure it out in the cold or you just limp along. Absolutely. So get on top of that stuff. Now's the time. We're going to put this list in the show notes. You can check it out and work your way through it. Next week, we've got another list coming up. Right now, we're going to take a break. But before we do that, I want to give everybody another opportunity to get entered into our drawing so you can win one of those two $100 gift certificates that we're giving away. And all you need to do is email us, radio at repcolite.com. And what do we want answered? What is on your fall to-do list right now? What is on your fall to-do list for today? Email us at radio at repcolite.com. We're going to take all of these emails and answers that we get all show long and then we're going to pick two random winners and announce them on Monday. So get those answers in, radio at repcolite.com. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, Haley and I are dishing out our predictions for color of the year. Can't wait. That's all next. Stick around. Well, Haley, it's time for our color of the year predictions. You're listening to the Repcolite Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. You haven't done that in a while, Dan. You did the What's throaty that? Haley. The Haley. I did? Yeah. Haley? Yeah. It's your German pronunciation <laughs> of your name, or the Dutch version, Yeah. whichever you prefer. Dutch. Anyway, Haley, we're going to be talking about our color predictions. Benjamin Moore is going to be, on October 11, announcing the color of the year for 2024, 2024 yeah. and the entire world will be waiting with bated breath, and everything will change. Already. Already yeah. they're just waiting. Once that word comes out, they're going to they're gonna repaint airplanes. They're going to, I mean, you name it, everything is going to be different from that point on, <laughs> and life will be better because that's what the color of the year is all about. And we're going to cover that story as much as we feel is necessary. But every year they come out with their color of the year that they've mm-hmm. decided, and I think that you and I have some opinions about it, some strong opinions, you know, and that's what it's meant to do. But I do think that we need to come out with our own color of the year almost, you know, the Dan and Haley pick. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. I don't know if it's any good, the color, but I like the concept. Yes. The concept is solid. And yes, we do have opinions. We don't always like it. We didn't like last year. No, we didn't. In fact, I never warmed up to it. It was raspberry blush. And it, we decided that it was a conceptual pick. It was not a very practical, like, go paint your living room this color. It was more of a, you have permission to do whatever you want because we chose this color. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So all of that, take this with a grain of salt. You know, not everybody gets all geeked up about these color of the year things, but it is still something that's interesting to talk about. So with that set, Haley and yeah. I, Haley came up with the idea and she threw this in my lap last week, she mm-hmm. said, we should research, come up with our own color picks, and predict, yes, predict what Benjamin Moore is going to release. And so I did that. I went 
to work and I spent tons of time doing just an absolute boatload of research, um, probably at least five, 10, maybe 15 minutes on the Google <laughs> asking, literally, I typed in, what's the global mood right now? Oh, that's you know, a good how question. How are people feeling? Because mm-hmm. I wanted to know. I feel like it's down. Oh, it's down. But the link that I got that promised all the things that was all the, all the things that I wanted yeah. was a broken link. Oh, no. And then when I finally found it and got it to work on other websites, it turned out it was linking to last year's global mood, which didn't help me a lot. So I had to go. Yeah, I had to go on my own. And I decided that here's where we're at globally. Okay, Uh, we're dealing with recession and or inflation. So we've got all of that stuff going on. Everything's ridiculously expensive right now. And because it's so expensive, we're all skimping on the extras. Yeah, and we're and the basically fun. yeah, just making sure we've got eggs in the fridge, right. and Stuff like that. So that's where we're dealing economically. It's not terribly fun right now. And then you know, from that, that's globally, right? I went to what is the mood in the U.S. Let's talk about the sure. U.S. And you know, we've got the economic concerns, of course, but we've also got concerns about the expense of securing housing. About jobs. What about COVID? There's always COVID lurking. Yeah, lurking. There's the people who are afraid of COVID. There's the people who are afraid of COVID mandates and all of those. <laughs> Everyone's <things>. afraid. <laughs> it's all yuck. You know, you've got that going on. Yeah. And then on top of all of that, let's add in the fact that a lot of us are suffering from political fatigue. Yeah, totally. And now we've got an election season oh, where it's be, you know everyone's upset. It doesn't matter what happens. Right. There, there's one half that's just <laughs> terrified that this guy's going to win, yeah. and there's the other half that's terrified if this guy's going to win. You know, or lady, or whoever. I was going to say, well, yeah, you know, I don't solve wanna, that is just a lady. Yeah. <laughs> I'm terrified of all of it. So all of that fear. And loathing, yeah. and it's a lot of negative despair. Yeah, yeah. So how are we going to fix that? Well, it's going to be color that's going to fix that, right? Mm-hmm. I'm very curious what your pick is. I'm feeling like in order to address that, yeah, they're going to come up with something. I had two two different families. Right. Um, my first one was the blue family, and the second one was kind of a goldy color okay. that, that I was thinking it yeah. could go into. I went mm-hmm. with the blue one. Um, I was torn Why back and forth. blue? I went with blue because of an article that I found in Entrepreneur Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> in doing my what massive research, I typed in what color is fiscally uh, responsible okay. or would make me feel financially secure. Interesting. You know, I wanted the Google to tell me. And the Google said that blues are, in fact, considered fiscally responsible yeah. or standards of stability yeah. and all of those things. Security. Well, we really trust blues. You know, if we you do. look at logos, anything with a blue logo, it's going to be like healthcare normally. Like mm-hmm. they usually use a blue in their logo, and it's because they want you to trust them. <laughs> right. A financial institution. Yes. That was what the article was exactly. talking about. They really lean into the blues. Mm-hmm. And blue is also strongly associated with the sky. In the sea, all these natural things that we yeah. love. It conveys a sense of peace and calm. You know, blue. And it's the- not really rocking the boat either. I feel like blue is always popular. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of a a classic. Yeah. I don't ever think it goes away. I like blue, and I think that that means other people should too. <laughs> I think that's what you're saying. You agree with that? It's like a little vacation. That's what blue is. The right sure. blue. It's like being on the beach with the great sky. You feel great. You have very similar, yeah. So I picked blue. And if I have to be specific, I picked 7-Eleven Boca Rattan Blue. You just, just like the name, Dan. I did. I did. The, the name felt like some kind of vacation. Oh, it's a greenish blue in the mid-range. 
that's what I picked. Like I said, my other thought. Was the Goldie Yellow. I, I was really split, but I yeah. had more fun making the blue story. All right. Well, I made the yellow story. I did the, the Goldie kind of yellow color. I think that's where 2024 is headed. All right. Did you have so, a specific color? Specifically, I chose Chestertown Buff. It's a historical color. It's honestly one of the most popular golds or yellows in the Benjamin Moore color palettes. If you look on their website, it's going to be tagged with most popular. <laughs> it's just a really... Really great yellow to use in exterior situations, and we'll get into all of that. But I chose it for very similar reasons. You know, this is a yellow that kind of reminds me of like a wheat field. It's like just it's soothing in that sure. way. It feels like I could be like rejuvenated well, <laughs> by this color. And it's like taking a nap in a sun puddle. Yeah. That's what I, I imagine. I always wake up in a puddle. I okay. drool a lot. Well, yeah. that's Sorry. That's totally different. <laughs> People don't even listen, so that's just they didn't even hear that. But it's just like warm and cozy and it makes you feel safe. Like that's the kind of yellow or gold this is. It's not super bright or jarring or overwhelming, because I think yellows can definitely, oh, yeah, definitely trend in that direction. It's not any of that. It's really like this soothing natural yellow. And I think for the reasons that you talked about with the election year coming up, you know, yellow represents hope for us. Mm-hmm. It also can represent anxiety, you know, yellow-bellied, people that are afraid. So I think both of those things kind of embody what we need out of 2024, <laughs> right? Like we we're afraid, afraid or we but we're afraid. also hopeful. Like we yeah. need some joy. And yeah. that's another yeah, definitely thing that yellow represents. With that. Absolutely. And then I think the other reason that it makes sense for now is because for the past few years, biophilic design has been like a buzzword, right? We've talked to Andy Yates, a local interior designer, about that word. And it's basically the idea of bringing the outside in, right? And I think that we've seen that with the greens that have been coming, becoming very popular, even like the chocolatey browns lately of becoming back in trend. And both of those are really grounding colors. Mm -hmm. And I think that the yellow kind of brings the other half of that biophilic design. Now we've got some levity. It balances out any space where you are using some of these sage greens or dark browns. You need a little brightness, a little joy in that space too. You need to bring the sun in, right? That's Chestertown buff. Yeah. And I think that this is a color that's really great for cabinets. Um, We've seen green as a cabinet color lately. I think yellow can replace that. It's a really natural feeling color for any kind of woodwork, really, because it kind of emanates some of that natural wood tone. So it makes sense on cabinets for wainscoting, for trim, but it's also perfect for an exterior color. This is one of those yellows that's going to scale really beautifully. Uh, And I think that you know, a Cape Cod or like a little Craftsman bungalow, it's perfect for even front door color. So. All right. So Haley's pick, Dan's pick. We want to know what your pick is. Email radio at repcolite.com. And that's your question for this segment. What do you think the color of the year will be? Get your email out there, radio at repcolite.com. And we'll pick winners from all of the emails that we received all show long. And we'll announce those winners on Monday. Two of them. Each one will win a $100 gift certificate to RepcoLite. All right, that's all the time we've got. We're going to have to wrap it up. If you want to catch this one again, you can find it online at RepcoLite.com. Just click the On the Radio tab right on the homepage. You can check out this segment, and you'll get the fall projects list, the second week's worth. And if you go back and look at last week's show, you can get the first week's list to make sure you're all on schedule, up to date, ready to go for fall. All right. Whatever you do today, make sure paint's a part of it. The Repco Light stores are all open, waiting to help. I'm Dan Hansen. I'm Haley Johnson. Thanks for listening.